What I mean by that is new companies that are coming up with ways for the human experience to be interacted with technology so that we can better our health. This shirt can tell your body temperature, tell your calories consumed for the day, tell your average heart rate, tell you how many steps you walk, connect it to your phone, be able to track diseases earlier than before, be able to really send all this information to doctors. I know you asked this question to me earlier, right before the podcast started, but like, how do we find these companies? How do we know about them? How do we learn about them? And All right. Welcome back, everyone, to the RLT Pivot Podcast. My name is Tracy. I am one of your co-hosts, and I am once again joined by my co-host, Mr. Dan Jansen. Y'all put it together for him. It is so glad to have him. I'm so glad to have him back anyway. How you doing, I mean, Dan? Say, save the applause. Save the applause because you gotta, you gotta, we gotta introduce uh, probably a guy who needs no introduction, but we got a Jeremy Newsom back. I was not here on the last Pivot podcast. I got all sad and a lot of crying involved, but he made it back <laughs> and uh, now I'm all happy again. But what's going on, Jeremy? How are you? Hey, brother. I just want to say, Dan, because I, I told Tracy this and you weren't here the last time, but I really do value you as a human man. You're a great human being, you're an amazing father. You're a great husband, and I love your dedication to this company. So just thank you for being such a such a rock star. Love you too, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just got over crying because I wasn't here last week. You're gonna make me cry again. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, that, that's awesome, man. Um, and uh, you just got back from Orlando. We had the RLT retreat, so I know we're going to talk about a couple other topics. But give us like a quick, quick, brief summary of some of the highlights that that you've had at that retreat, because I know there's a lot of people that are. Um, so a lot of people have been to the retreats, but there's still some people that are just kind of. Like what, what is a, why do I go to a retreat? Yeah. I, the first big highlight, we raised $70,000 <laughs> for real life foundation directly supporting aero recovery, which is wonderful. And here's the biggest piece. So Jeremy Locke, who's a, you know, a dear friend of mine and the chief operating officer of aero recovery, he had a mission. It was like, Hey guys, this is $23,000 and there's 13 young women who are being trafficked right now in a particular country in South America. He goes, we, we, we know all about this. We got to go on this mission immediately. And so we were able to raise that money. And he called the, the head of the mission on the phone where everyone was there. I was like, Hey, we got the money. Let's get everyone out and let's go save some lives. And that was just so awesome to immediately be able to impact people. Cause, cause individuals made money there. We had people got funded there. Uh, it was just such a wonderful experience to just really be able to, to tangibly see immediately how money for real life trading is truly being used as a force for good. That's incredible. That's incredible. And you know what we'll do is for this episode, we'll throw some links in the de description down below for anyone that's interested in learning more about the foundation and some of RLT's uh, gift giving. So that'd be, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that we'll was, that. that was a huge piece of it for sure. And then I think this one, we, we always try to do a little bit better and, and create better experiences. The hotel was truly wonderful. The food was superb, mm. great, great food. And we did a lot of small group coaching, which was new, meaning we would, we split out and we spent four hours working with, you know, five or six traders and we would walk around and just help them with their individual needs, setting up trade, setting up brokers, setting up trading view and just, you know, spending really quality time with everybody. We had breakfast together, lunch together, dinner together every day. It was really, it was awesome. Solid event. Awesome. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, it's good to have you back. Thank you. Really good to have you back. 
And yes. uh, <laughs> so one of these days, I'm hoping that I'll get to one of those retreats and, uh, you know, hang out and be one of the, be one of the awesome mentors and teachers that's, that's there. So it'd be of course you will. exciting. Can't wait to, for that to happen. But anyway, and one of these days I'm going to meet Mr. Dan Jansen. So yeah. Yeah. One day in person. One day. <laughs> One day in person. Maybe exactly. at the retreats. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> All right. So this week's episode, what we want to discuss, kind of we ended last week's episode with kind of a little bit of a teaser about some of the up and coming industries and, and areas, sectors that you particularly think we should keep an eye on. And I'm just going to, you know, pass that on to you and let's let's kind of dive in where we left off. I think the big sector or at least a large sector that we should consider as traders kind of going forward is going to be biologics, essentially, and wearable tech. What I mean by that is new companies that are coming up with ways for the human experience to be interacted with technology so that we can better our health. Hmm. People want to live longer, duh. And there's more wealth now than ever before. And so the people that are wealthy are generally focused on one primary thing. How can they live as long as possible? So having, knowing, interacting with, trading, learning about companies that are spending company resources, research, R&D, all the things on just that. Wearable tech, how, let's, let's imagine a t-shirt, that you wear a t-shirt and this shirt can Tell your body temperature, tell your calories consumed for the day, tell your average heart, tell you how many steps you walk, connect it to your phone, be able to track diseases earlier than before, be able to really send all this information to doctors, right? So instead of going to a doctor, you have to do all the blood work and everything. It's like, nope, boom, click. You submit all of your information because it's all stored right there, ready for you. Hmm. That's going to be big. And I think for me, obviously, I think Nike is going to have a big, big play in that. But there's going to be a lot of other smaller companies too that are going to work on just those wearable devices that might get bought out by companies like you know Microsoft, Apple, or Nvidia. But those mergers and acquisitions can be really, really large for investors for two reasons. You can get in on the ground floor now by spending private money and doing private seed capital raises through joint ventures, private equity, you know, VC firms. But when when and if they do become public, you can also participate in them then as well when they're publicly traded. Right, right. Well, and you know what? Let's do a quick poll. So type in, a, in, you know, in the chat. And if you're listening to this episode, you know, you can throw it in the comments. But how many of you wear an Apple Watch or you use a uh, you use a one of the Fitbits or any of that? I mean, just right off the bat, I'm guessing that sure. the majority of the people that are in this group, I know I do. And um, in fact, one of the reasons that I wear my I, Apple Watch is... Um, because I have a difficult time sleeping when there's noise. So I like to wear earplugs when I sleep. And in order for me to, well, I wasn't sleeping very well because when I put the earplugs in, then I'm always conscious about whether my alarm was going to go off and whether I'd hear my alarm. So having that watch on while I sleep actually is one of the key components for enabling me to have a really good sleep. Plus I get the feedback on how my Mm. sleep went. So I just love it. But I'm guessing that a lot of people in our group that are listening right now are already using wearable tech and it has amplified our lives. What are some of the tech that you currently have that you use right now? Well, for me, there's one big one and we did a, we did a webinar on it. The, the brain scanning, right? The, the helmet, the trader helmet that we can wear 
that determines if a trader is in the state of flow or not. Mm. And there's so many use cases for that. I mean, not only celebrity uh, athlete, athletes, other professions, right? Imagine someone that has maybe mental illness or certain addictions, and you can determine if that person is about to relapse or they're really, really struggling with a particular point in time. They can send out a signal to somebody saying, hey, maybe you should reach out to this person. As unique and weird and far-fetched as that might sound, that's happening. That's coming out soon. And real-life trading is, in my opinion, on the cutting edge of that because we are working closely with a wearable tech company called Optios. Wow. And Dr. David Bach is you know, a medical doctor from Harvard. Not that, that matters. I think it's kind of unique and cool. And, and he's created other companies in that industry. But for those who are listening, the population of the United States is becoming older on average, right? You have all the baby boomers and like, I think the average age right now of the US is 49. So taking that into consideration, imagine thinking about what you can create, right? Tracy, Dan, Gina, Natasha, Ron, Joe, like what can we create? What companies can we, can we create? What services can we provide? I mean, imagine if you had a company, I, I'm sure that this exists, Imagine creating a company that just simply facilitates the understanding of the data of your Apple Watch, how to use it better, how to articulate mm. it, how to interpret it for your health. Mm. These companies, these ideas are going to grow exponentially over the next decade because that's what people want. And to, let's say, for example, if you're diabetic and you're able to get your blood um tested extremely quickly, much faster, send in the information to a device that you can realize how you're doing on your blood sugar. If you have other challenges health-wise, it's fascinating. And again, mm -hmm. use case could just simply be what can we create for people to interpret that data, to send that data? What machine learning can we do to extrapolate that data and create future prognosis of what might occur in someone's life or their lifestyle or their food or their intake. Mm -hmm. It's extremely interesting to me. And I know you asked this question to me earlier, right before the podcast started, but like, how do we find these companies? How do we know about them? How do we learn about them? And in my opinion, conferences, right? Conferences, masterminds, you're going to see all types of different courses that you can take on Udemy as it relates to machine learning and data interpretation and data extrapolation, just spending time, maybe it's an hour a week, an hour a month, going through the, the FinBiz scanners, finding new sectors. If you see an interesting ad on Facebook about a potential conference, it's an hour flight from you attending that conference and just being a learner in the room and just asking yourself, yes, this is a new technology, but how can I use it or how can I help other people use it so that I can bring in more wealth for people who are using it or need to use it? Hmm. Yeah, I, I like the progression already of the conversation that we had. So we went from pretty much how wearables could help you live longer, be healthier. Be, and I think everybody's, I mean, the one thing that everybody would love to do is just find immortality, right? <laughs> how do I, I live a little bit yeah. longer? And with that comes, well, if I live longer, how do I now have to financially refocus what I was doing before? I mean, you, you had people even back in the 70s, 80s, they just lived a shorter time, 60s, 50s, 40s. The technology has already improved where we are able to live longer. 
And a lot of the archaic, I think, investment strategies of just have a mutual fund or you just get pensions from work. Well, if you expand out everybody's lifespan, those systems don't work as much. So having some kind of now implementing some of those wearables into your, your daily activities as far as like, all right, if like that, the brain scan helmet, if I know when I'm trading, if I know I'm in the zone and that's when I should probably be placing trades, it's probably a good time to, to trade. And I mean, how just, just a slight amount of difference that you can make from doing something like that is, is, huh. I mean, night and day for, for PL at the end of the year. I mean, it's a 62% likelihood if you're in the state of flow that you're going to place a winning trade. And then if you can, if you can take that data and go, all right, here was the time of day. I know what day I was in the state of flow because you're going to be able to get that report right at the weekend. And you, and you look back at it and you go, all right, Tuesday from whatever, noon to three, I was in flow. And every trade I took was profitable. That can tell you something, right? That can give you data. That can give you feedback. And that's huge. That's, that's massive. And this is where the world is going for sure. Tracy? You know, you said, yeah, ahead, um, you said that, uh, you know, one of the companies that might be really good and you think it might be out there already. And I think this is a, a really key component because information is king. But information is only as good as you're able to actually use it. You can collect all the information that you want, but if you don't know how to apply it or you don't know what it means, that's, you know, very different. Like finding out, for instance, when you're in flow, knowing that you're in flow and that when you're in flow, you're trading, you know, really well, you know, maybe there's other circumstances that are involved in that. It might not be just the flow. There's, there's something that has to be, uh, utilized to be able to take that information and make it useful to you. So I really liked that you pointed that out because I think that's that's really key. Uh, I do want to tackle something for a second because if I'm thinking it, I'm sure there's a lot of other individuals that are thinking that. And I tend to be more of a laggard when it comes to some of the technology changes, particularly with you know social media and what have you. I've said that before. And one of my concerns about this kind of biologic stuff is when you start having machine learning that's assisting you, the more it assists you, it becomes kind of like a crutch and it can take away your ability to make good decisions because you become reliant on the tech, you become reliant on the AI, you become reliant on the machine to tell you this or that. And because of that, I know there's going to be individuals that are going to be fighting this. They're going to be avoiding embracing this type of technology. What do you have to say to individuals that might be thinking that? Great. Devil's advocate. I love it. And I am with you, by the way, to be clear, this scares me. I do not love the whole machines knowing everything about me and where I'm going and how I'm breathing and all of that. However, there are already aspects that we are very reliant on cell phones, internet, electricity, <laughs> running water. That tech didn't exist hundred years ago or 200 years ago. So we're already reliant on a lot of new technologies. And if you take a step back and you take a really, really deep breath and you begin thinking about all the things that you already rely on and didn't make your life better, ask yourself, what is your limiting belief around not wanting to engage in that type of activities or in that type of technology and seeing if it's a valid limiting belief or not? 
or if it's a values that you have, it's a, if it's a value distinction. And what I mean by that is once the last Sunday of every month is family, no electronics day. So for me and the family, no iPads, no TVs, no cell phones, not all the time. Like I said, once a month, last Sunday of every month. That's a value. I want to have family time. I want to interact with my family. I don't want it to be all iPad, cell phone, don't talk to me type of thing. That's a value. And it's okay to create those and establish those boundaries with your family and with the ones that you hold dear. However, if you can optimize your time, if you can optimize your health and you can optimize money, it's probably in your best value system also to find the ones that you do want to engage with and interact with that can just make things more efficient. Right. I think that's great. And I think that just to add to that, I think that recognizing that whatever you do, you still have responsibility and control and knowing that you have responsibility and control means that you have to, for, for example, I know that, you know, driving a car, I could just get into the car and I could just drive. I can throw the keys in there and, and do whatever I need to do to move the car forward or backwards or whatever. And I, I could end it there. Right. But I was taught from a younger age that that I need to kind of understand and know how to take care of things so I can change the oil, I can change a tire, I can I can take care. And I'm not saying that everybody has to go out and do that, but with all of the things that I personally get involved in, I, I like to learn, I like to dig deep, I like to know how things operate and work. So when I'm using stuff, I'm using it to better and make things faster. But if I didn't have electricity, for instance, if I didn't have... Uh, some of the tech that's out there, I can still exist. I wouldn't be lost and feeling like, oh my goodness, life, my life is over. So that's a responsibility that we all have to make sure that that we can use this stuff with responsibility, I guess. So that's kind of my two cents. I don't know. You got it. You nailed it. Yeah. You're exactly right. Anyway. I think I I think to the to that point in, in the argument, I think everything by itself is either it's got its positives and its deltas to it. Right. So, and especially technology, technology, if used correctly, could be a huge aid to self-improvement and getting things done at a quicker pace than you'd be able to do. And you could, you could now free up more time, achieve more or vice versa. I think technology could be an addiction, right. And it could be something where you're not spending time with your family. You're not, you're in front of the screen the the whole time. So um, I I think that's up to the person, but I, I don't think, Number one, I, I don't think no matter how anybody feels, I, I think the technology is still going to rapidly approach and develop and it's going to be here no matter what. So it's, well, do you want to use it for for the benefits that you could or do you want to take a step back? So I, I don't know. I think that's a personal personal decision and, and maybe Bingo. all technology is not great for everybody, but <laughs> I don't know. Bingo. Well, here's the way I view it, man. It's sit down, come up with what your end goal is in life. And a lot of people not everyone, but I'd say 20 to 30% of people here probably want to make $10 million, buy a bunch of land, get off the grid and just be right. Just exist in nature and go on trails and like, you know, make a million dollars a year passively with $10 million invested. Cool. Like that's awesome. Why not? So let's use the technology we have available now, AKA the stock market, AKA the moves in AI, AKA the moves in microchips. I mean, if we're looking at the move that happened on, uh, NVIDIA today and, and Micron and AI and um, AMD. That was incredible wealth created overnight in the AI industry. So let's find out what you're wanting to use all this information for 
And like you said, Dan, do it. Mm-hmm. Be okay with it and just know that this is our playground. This is our video game. We're all in it all the time anyway. So let's use it and take advantage of it. For sure. For sure. Now, one of the questions that I always ask my mentor students is like, like an icebreaker question is, you know, whether or not they want to go to the work in space or whether they want to stay on earth, et cetera. It's not quite worded that way, but I have been dreaming, dreaming of the day when I can work on the starship enterprise. Right. So (laughs) that's been my goal. And I don't know if it'll ever happen in my lifetime, but I, uh, I'm totally for the tech industry. I just love it. I'm looking forward to it. But anyway, that's just a side. Either, it's either you will or the AI version of Tracy will. So one there of you them. go. <laughs> there you Someone go. Is, that yeah. happens. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Pop, 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 pop.